I hope you brought your Bible this morning. You'll need it now. Uh, if you'll open and find 1 Corinthians 11, I'm only going to read one verse from there, uh, which is uh, very familiar, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Let me, let me uh, make a couple of announcements. Uh, first of all, guys, you know that this is the month that we nominate men for the office of elder. We have a rotating session, which means there will be five vacancies every year uh, at Grace of Anne. So there are five vacancies that will come up in at the end of December, and so the nominating committee is you. It's not me, it's not the eldership, it's you. So you have all month to nominate uh, men for the office of elder. The blue cards is what you use, they're outside in the uh, welcome booth. Um, so get going, you got another 23 days and to nominate men that uh, qualify for the office of elder. Secondly, um, guys, I wish uh, you'd kind of ask around. Just see if I know what I'm talking about. I know you believe I do, but but um, uh, have you heard about this thing that's going on called Marriage Matters at Grace Event? 150 people every Sunday night show up around here and um, are in this program called Marriage Matters. Um, finally, we've been able to offer something legitimate and uh, substantial for couples. But uh, marriage matters is not just for hurting marriages. It's from the bad to the good and everything in between. Uh, and um, we've, we're, we're halfway through the first semester, and I saw some survey material this past week. And, um, you know, not everybody raved, but I would say 94% did, which around here I call an A. Gang, um, we're going to have another semester at the first of the year. All the dates and the times are on the website. You can find out. But after the turn of the year... We'll have another semester of Marriage Matters, and if you didn't get through with this one, folks, we had um, 75 openings, and we had to turn people away last year. So 20 bucks, 20 bucks, Um, 20 bucks, and you're in, and that's uh, two meals and uh, uh, free child care. How about that? And um, you you just don't want to miss it. So wherever your marriage is, this thing's for you. And I hope you'll take me up on it and um, go online and register. There'll be 75 more openings in January, and I hope you're one of them. Now, uh, a couple of quick other things. Gang, this is spring break week. I think you, many of you already know that. And uh, I, I wanted you to hear about this. Did you know that um, 35 kids from the youth department, from the Senior high, the senior students will be headed to Houston this week to help in the repair of Houston after Hurricane Harvey. Did you know that? You know, guys, um, Kyle Jacobson, who runs this ministry, said, I, I didn't even know there would be 35 kids still in town um, because fall break, you know, people head to the beach. So, guys, um, I think it's pretty dang impressive, but I wanted to say something to you parents. I I applaud you. I think that because of this opportunity, you've had to change your plans too so that your students could head to Houston. And I applaud you for doing so. Way to go, guys. So 35 of them will be down there on Wednesday trying to help in all the destruction that Harvey wrought. So I just wanted you to know that. Now, while we're talking about our youth ministry... There is an addition to our staff here at Grace Van. She's a young woman that works with middle school female students. 
Her name is Madison McClendon. Uh, they call her, we call her Maddie, and she's here somewhere. Where are you, Maddie? Um, why don't you stand up? Uh, there she is. Cute little Maddie is right there, uh, and she'll be working with your junior high female students. So if you've got one of those, you're going to want to know this young woman. Maddie, welcome aboard. Good to have you with us. Now, grab your Bibles, and you follow as I read from a book that is infallible, it is inerrant, it is the very mind of God, as black words on a white page, and I want to read just a, a very small portion of that. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 26, reads like this. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this, the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, the words in that book, those words endure forever. Guys, as Christians, we believe in a lot of glorious truths, truths that we believe are derived and originated within the, the, the bonds of this book, this inerrant book. We think that the things that we believe, we have taken out of this book, this only infallible guide to life and Christian living. We believe in things like uh, the second coming of Christ. We believe in the resurrection of Christ. We believe in the eternal security, all of which we believe originated in this book. But here's my point. God has not seen fit to appoint a sacrament concerning any of those other three doctrines and in others. There's no sacrament about the resurrection. There's no sacrament about eternal security. He's not asked us to think often about those things. But when it comes to the sacrificial, sin-bearing, atoning death of Jesus Christ, he gave us a sacrament. Now why? Why is that truth so important? Well, I know there's lots of reasons. Let me just mention a couple. Clearly, ladies and gentlemen, the sin-bearing, vicarious, substitutionary death of Jesus Christ is the, um, is the most crucial of all the truths that we believe. Um, gang, you and I can disagree about a lot, but we can't disagree about this. Um, th there may be things that we differ on, but we can't about this. If you remove Christ's atoning death, you have taken away the center of gravity. You've, you've taken away the centerpiece of all Christianity, guys. It is, it is the essence of the gospel that is being summarized in this sacrament. Um, folks, th there is no Christianity without Christ. Uh, Christianity is Christ, and everything else is circumference. God's justice satisfied by the death of Christ, and on that ground, forgiveness being offered to any sinner who embraces the Savior? Guys, that's it. That's our message. 
And we have no message if we remove that truth from what we believe. So, guys, clearly, one of the reasons that God gave this sacrament is to remind us of that which is the most crucial of all the truths. But secondly, it is the most hated and thus the most attacked doctrine which Christianity offers. Um, if you want to, if you want to spread error, you always need to start with this. Not the sacrament, but the thing to which the sacrament points. In fact, if you'll study error, you will always be able to trace it back to some kind of misstep when it comes to the sacrificial, sin-bearing, atoning death of Jesus Christ. And then in its place, something about self-accomplishment is always inserted Some kind of self-salvation project is always found in its place. The need for this Savior and the exclusivity of this Savior. Oh, my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, the world. That infuriates the world to make such a claim. And and if there is any kind of admission that, that Jesus is needed somehow, then there's always some kind of addition, some kind of... Um, something that I must do to set me apart from them. Maybe it's baptism, maybe it's penance, whatever. Because all error, ladies and gentlemen, ultimately can be traced back to the thing to which this sacrament points. Now, let me say one other thing and we'll, we'll get to the sacrament. I hope I can say this and you not hear a modicum a a smidgen of boasting in it guys my ministry and this sacrament are in accord or let me put it this way my ministry is in accord with this sacrament Um, because ladies and gentlemen I have long preached Christ and him crucified now gang That is not to make a claim that everything that you've ever heard me say was inerrant. I'm not saying that. John Calvin, one of my heroes, says that no man is ever over 70% right. But when it comes to the centerpiece, what is preached here matches up with this sacrament. Let me put it like this to you. Use this sacrament to evaluate any preaching that you may hear. And if that preaching is not in accord with this sacrament, then run. Gang, what you see in this sacrament um, is what you've heard spoken from this pulpit over and over again. You know, how someone can preach some kind of bland do-goodism or some kind of um, work salvation and then offer this sacrament? I don't get it. Because, folks, this sacrament is pointing to one thing. That is the finished work of Christ. Adding something, anything to the finished work of Christ is to make a farce of this sacrament. 
for, um, for someone to please some kind of human merit is to overturn the very essence of what we're about to do. This sacrament takes a finger and points unmistakably at Christ on a cross. And then with that finger, it beckons us. Come, eat, come, embrace. Embrace this crucified Christ. Let's do that. Our Father, I do pray that your people um, will return to that place where the soul flourishes, that place where Christ Jesus is central in their thinking and central in their worship. Would you uh, meet us at this table? Would you use this sacrament to remind us of the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ for his people? So, Lord, if you brought people here this morning who have not yet met this Savior, would you, um, would you open their eyes such that they might see the great need that they have, not for another effort at saving themselves, but what they need more than their next breath is a Savior, this Savior. Do that, Father, for Jesus' sake.